welcome to the H Word. Um, I'm here with my brother Andy. Hello, I'm back. And we're I'm visiting him in Door County. And it's been a long time since I've podcasted, and I'm sorry. But hopefully what we're doing will be interesting to yes. you guys. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, last time we talked was just kind of general brother-sister stuff. This time we wanted to talk with a topic, something that we're both kind of interested in. Yeah. Um, you call it uh, weird internet shit. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, it, it is weird internet shit. Yes, it totally is. <laughs> it's um, super weird. But I thought that I would break it down into a bunch of different categories and kind of explain um different things about it so what what we kind of know about and what we had talked about originally when we first discovered this was ARGs yep so those, what did I call them when I talked to you RDGs RDGs <laughs> Robert Downey Jr's um so an ARG is an alternate reality game mm-hmm. and they there's a bunch of different types of things that are similar to ARGs but an alternate reality game the thing that makes it different is that it needs player input so if an ARG starts its narrative, it needs players to solve puzzles and find clues and do scavenger hunts and all that kind of stuff to move the story along. So if an ARG starts and nobody plays it, it'll never finish mm-hmm. because there's no there's no method of delivering the final story to, to anybody. People still play them because it was super popular when you were young. So you're 24. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was really popular when you were, what, 14? Probably. 13, 14? Yeah, and ARGs actually were more popular before I got into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about some of the big, uh, like the historically relevant ones. Um, and AR, there aren't a, t- a ton of ARGs anymore. Yeah, um, I was going to say, do I don't think they play them anymore. There, there There's haven't weird been, internet shit, though, yeah. that's kind of like ARGs. Right, there hasn't been any big like corporate ARGs in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of non-traditional narratives that i'm i'm actually really into those now unless args um but let's let's break these down and kind of talk about the the different types sure so like i said an arg needs players mm-hmm. and um some of the big ones like i would say the second wave or the like the indie wave of args would have been started with marble hornets yep so marble hornets was an arg it was a youtube series that focused on a mythological creature called Slenderman. Mm-hmm. And which Slenderman originated from Creepypasta. Yes, it was uh, like it was, a what did it start out as? It like was a meme born, or something? No, it was said? born on the Something Awful forums. Yeah. And it was a couple of pictures That's what it was, that yeah. had these really tall men like photoshopped into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where kind of the mythos of, of Slenderman was born and then really popularized by Marble Hornets and other. You know, ARGs like Marble Hornets. The cool thing about Slenderman is because he's kind of a mythological beast in a way, nobody mm-hmm. owns a copyright on him. So you can use Slenderman in your stuff the same way you can use Bigfoot or the Yeti or a Yeti or anything like that because right. they're not anybody's creation or at least they're not anybody's copy, copyrighted creation. Um, so Marble Hornets came and went. Uh, it did, I think, three seasons of, of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And there was... You were uh, really into it. I did. I really liked it. Um, there were two YouTube channels, one that would deliver from the hero side of things and then one that would deliver from kind of like a, a malicious agent's perspective. Uh, and then there were not a lot of game elements, but there definitely were puzzles to solve to find different things. Mm-hmm. Marble Hornets was more of a narrative and less of a game. Uh, so the more gamey type ARGs, like one of the biggest ones was called I Love Bees. And it was... I don't think I heard of that one. Yeah, it was uh, an advertising game campaign for the game Halo 2. Okay. So you're familiar with the Halo series. Yeah, um, never played it, but yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Halo 2 had a marketing campaign uh, called I Love Bees. So there was a hidden message in a trailer for Halo 2. And if you... If you went and you uncoded the message, it, do- it took you to an I Love Bees website that appeared to be hacked by uh, like an artificial intelligence. And then as you solved puzzles, you got audio logs, uh, which revealed like this fictional backstory. Uh, and then you learn the story of this marooned AI stationed on Earth that's trying to like put itself back together. Mm-hmm. So it was like this story and you would uncover the story by solving puzzles and clues online. And then all of that was like tied into the Halo universe, and that was a big marketing campaign for the game. So another thing that's that's similar to that, and, and you're probably more familiar with this, 
Do you remember the movie Cloverfield? Yes. Okay. Cloverfield had an ARG within it as well. Um, all of the characters in Cloverfield had MySpace pages. Right. They, yep. Yep. So they were all. I remember that. Yeah, they were all fictional characters. Couldn't but... watch the movie because it, it. I took you, mm. but I watched it with my eyes closed because it gave me a fucking migraine. It yeah. like made me want to puke because of the motion, mm. motion camera stuff that they did. And I Have was you like, seen it? Let me throw up. Have you seen it outside of the theaters? No. Because I only saw it in theaters and I was fine, but yeah, I, I wonder if you could it. watch it now. I don't know. I don't think so. But Cloverfield Lane was great. I haven't seen Cloverfield Lane. You haven't seen Cloverfield Mm-mm. Lane no, yet? I know that it's oh kind of... Oh my god, it's so good. I know that it's kind of like in the same universe It is in the same universe, but it's not done with shaky cam. Mm. But John Goodman's in it. And it's so freaking good. You have to watch it. Okay. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I've, I've watched it twice. It's is so there good. is there another Cloverfield movie that's coming out? I don't know if there's another Cloverfield movie. I know that Netflix made like a Cloverfield series. Okay, yep. But it's not really a Cloverfield series. They just decided to call it that. Sure, they're all kind of... Well, Cloverfield Lane was not a Cloverfield movie at first. It was its own movie that then kind of was tied into the Cloverfield universe in a way. Oh, was it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure... Oh, so good. Because it's the same thing with Saw 2. 2, yeah. yeah. was a totally different movie before it became a yep. Saw movie. I'm pretty sure Cloverfield Lane was the same story. Well, Cloverfield Lane is the good one. Okay. It was... Well, I, I will check that out. Um, but the viral marketing for Cloverfield, everybody had a MySpace so you could learn about their backstories. But then you could also find websites for Slusho, which was the company that the main character worked for. That sounds like a good drink. Yeah. Well, that's what it was. It I was want a, icy right now. It was like an, an like an icy drink. It was like this big Japanese product. And by yeah, like... If you can hear little click clacks, everybody, that is uh, Andrew's dogs walking around. So I apologize. I have two Yorkies and I have hardwood floors. Yeah. So, so they're just clickety clacking along. Um, but anyway, Slusho, you could you could find like that company's website and then slowly through digging I think into I remember like. you showing it to me. Yeah, you'd dig into their videos and stuff and then you'd slowly realize like, oh, because Slusho was like was like profiting from oil drilling in the ocean that woke up the Cloverfield monster or something like that. I'm not sure on the specifics. Okay. But that's how you got the backstory was through this kind of like ARG. Cloverfield's right? just a lame Godzilla. He he looks like he's got balls on the back of his head. <laughs> like if you've ever seen like figures or statues of the monster, yeah. he, he's kind of a goofy monster altogether. It is, yeah, it was goofy. Andrew's sipping his tea now. Yep, I'm going to talk a lot for this one, so I'm keeping hydrated. Okay, so those are ARGs. Those are uh, those have a game element. So in the same vein, there are things that I like to call non-traditional narratives. And these are stories that are told through weird means. There's no player involvement in any of these. So players don't have to solve puzzles to get more content. Um, they're just delivered as is. And then players piece together the narrative over however many episodes. Is it like that that guy who has that Dear David or whatever that like, I think that's what it's called, but it's supposed to be like a ghost boy. Have you heard of that on the internet? Is yes. that what that's like? Or is that just some... That would be a non-traditional narrative. Okay. Um, so the examples that I have... Um, one of my favorites is Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, mm-hmm. which you might have seen the first one. Most people have seen the first one. It starts off as this kind of like Sesame Street style video yeah, yeah. with these puppets sitting around a kitchen table. And then I think their clock starts singing. Mm-hmm. It might be it, it's some object comes in and starts singing. It sings a song. And then things start getting really weird. Like it gets kind of dark, but still very light and fun. And then by the end, there's this like crazy strobing LSD bad trip that you go through where people are melting and there's like blood and like all this gross, weird, crazy shit. And the song is like jarring and really gross. And then it all just picks back up together and it's a happy story. So that's actually, then there's a whole series. Yes. And they all get weird like that? Yes. Oh, So that video came out and it stood on its own for maybe a year or so. Mm -hmm. And people shared it around as like, look at this weird fucking video, right? Then they made, I think, seven more. And every video was much the same. It was the... the Is there pup- a point to it? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, there, it was these puppets, and they would be together. And then this teacher would come in and teach them about something. And the teacher could be like, 
uh, some an object. Like the second video, I think they're taught by a computer about what the internet is. And then in another one, they're taught about sharing by this, I don't know, a lamp or something, right? But every video starts normal and then gets really fucked up, like super graphic and like trippy and weird. And you slowly get this story as you go through it. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since I watched them, but basically you slowly pick up on this idea of like, like advertisement and how we advertise to kids mm-hmm. and like capitalism and how we like train kids to want to buy stuff. And like we, we get them cereal, like sugary cereal with toys in it. And like, it's, it's that kind of stuff Or okay. when you break it down, it's kind of fucked up. And there's this like side story about like abusive parents and, and, but you pick all of this up by reading between the lines of these really weird videos. So by the end of it, you're like, oh, this whole thing is a metaphor for this, or this is an allegory for this. And, and when you piece everything together, you're left with this story or this message that's really cool. Um, is Poppy her own, <laughs> is Poppy, she her own, whatever you call this thing? Poppy's interesting because people thought that she was an ARG mm-hmm. and then they thought maybe she was a non-traditional narrative, but more than anything, she's just kind of a concept artist. Like a so, performance artist type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, there's, there's tons of concept artists. David Bowie was the king of concept art. Mm-hmm. So David Bowie was the person, but, um... Uh, Ziggy Stardust would be the yeah, concept, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or Tori Amos even creates characters and does albums yeah. as different. Poppy's the same thing. She's a character. Um, there's not really a story there. Though they, they did make a, a, a series for YouTube Red that has a narrative in it. I've only seen the first episode, but I don't know. It's it's more of a concept art, a concept artist kind of thing than a, an ARG or anything like that. Um but if you watch Adult Swim, mm-hmm. there is a company, it's a production company, I don't have the name of it here, but it's Alan Resnick makes these. Mm-hmm. And so the two big ones that were on Adult Swim was one was called Unedited, Unedited Footage of Bears. So it starts off as just like this like this guy pointing a camera at bears and be like, and they're oh. pooping in the woods. They're just being bears. Oh, and he's like, oh look, okay. look at the bears. Oh my god, like that kind of thing. And it goes on for a little bit, and then it like turns into a commercial for a, a medicine, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get this footage, and then it goes Is into it a bear medicine. <laughs> Yes. No, but it, it turns into this commercial for medicine. It's like, you know, if you have this, then try this medicine. Try there. Right? And then I think, like, the last shot of the, the commercial for the medicine is this, like, woman driving. And it's like, so... And then she drives off a cliff and dies. Kind of. Oh. She's like, oh. it's like, call now and, and all this stuff. And then it kind of fades away and she keeps driving. And then you're in the car with her. And then, like... She gets out of the car and it starts getting really trippy and she ends up like chasing herself through the streets and like... Sometimes I chase myself through the streets. So right. that's fine. It just becomes this whole thing and it, it starts off like kind of innocuous. And you'd imagine watching this, it probably aired at midnight just on Adult Swim and you're like, what the fuck is this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he also made one called This House Has People In It and I have notes for this well, one. Well, that's weird. What house has people in it? <laughs> right. So it was an 11-minute film that came on Adult Swim. And it looks like it's surveillance footage inside of a house. So, like, if you had security cameras, like, if you had security cameras set up Mm -hmm. in your house, right? And it, it's this, like, normal family, and it's their son's birthday and stuff. But then suddenly there's this incident, like, it cuts, and then their daughter is laying on the floor, like, face down. And they're, like, telling her to get up and to stop being so dramatic and stuff like this. And they're trying to pick her up, and she won't get up. And then as the video continues, she sinks like further and further through the floor Mm -hmm. like she's slowly dripping through the floor and they're freaking out and trying to get her out and stuff like this and it's just this really weird video where this family is freaking out as their daughter starts to melt through the floor and into their basement i mean that's kind of creepy yeah like i wouldn't want my daughter to melt to the floor sure but the thing that's crazy about it is it's this 11 minute video you can watch it on its own it kind of stands alone and it's weird and all this stuff but then they like, after it came out, this ARG started up where you could follow this code to a website and input this login, and then it gave you, like, 50 more videos to watch with, like, two hours of additional footage. 
And it was all it was all surveillance camera footage of this family doing just regular shit and then weird shit. And there was like I saw some of it. It sounds familiar. Alan Resnick's stuff is, is pretty popular. It's it's just the weirdest shit. And, like, they go above and beyond to deliver this stuff. Because mm-hmm. you have the 11-minute video, but then you have this, like, two hours more footage that only the hardcore fans are going to find and watch. So it's just, it's this ridiculous thing. And that's one of the things that I love about it, is that they go so far above and beyond expectations Did to deliver. Did you watch all... No, 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 no. Okay. No. Um, there are a lot of YouTube channels that break this kind of stuff down into okay. digestible blocks. Gotcha. So you can look for like weird internet mysteries or you can look for, there's a YouTube channel called uh, Nightmare Masterclass that does some of this stuff and also breaks down horror movies too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another YouTuber called Nightmind who like goes in depth with a lot of these ARGs. So a lot of times I'll just watch their videos and be like, oh, this is cool, because they're kind of piecing the narrative for you. And then you don't have to go and play it all on your own, right? Have you heard of the weird one called The Day the Sun? Yes, that's what, a new what one. What is it called? The Day uh, the Sun? The Sun Disappeared, I think. The sun? Went out, maybe? Yes, like something, I can't remember, I remembered mm-hmm. the name the other day. Yes. And now I don't remember it, but yes. it's just the sun just goes away. Mm-hmm. Yep, this one's new. So this would be a non-traditional narrative, but there are ARG's elements in that people can communicate with them. So this is a story that's told all through Twitter. The, like, Twitter is the medium. So you will get his posts, and then he'll also post videos and stuff. Yeah, he does it on YouTube too, I think, right? I don't know if he has a YouTube. Oh, okay. But I know that, like, Twitter is how it's being delivered. Okay. So you can follow him, and you can direct message him and reply to his tweets and stuff, and sometimes those will influence the story. Like, at one point he was like... Mom! We're doing a podcast! You're embarrassing me in front of my friends! God! That's her mom. She has tuberculosis. So. <laughs> it's very sad. We're very, we're very broken up about it. So, anyway, yes, this is, uh, this is a new kind of story that's unfolding right now. And sometimes they'll ask people, like, you know, should I go here or stay here? Like, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. Um, I haven't seen most of it, but I did, like... I did hear the the beginnings of it. So okay. that's yes, that is kind of a combo. No, I was, that's just a that's not a that's just a creepy internet thing I was going to talk about. That doesn't really have anything to do with what I was going to say. I was going to remember the the weird channel the with the beeping sounds and the weird. That's the, like a real thing though. Like number stations. Yeah, the number stations. Yes. Like the Russian. Yep. Number station. That's like not an ARG or anything. That's just a creepy, weird internet thing that you guys can look up sometime. Yeah. Really look weird. up number stations and you can dive down that rabbit hole. And there. you can listen to them and they creep the fuck out of you. Oh yeah, they're, <laughs> they're super, super weird. creepy. The voices are like giving. It's like beeps and then they're giving like. Are they saying numbers or coordinates numbers. or numbers? They say numbers. And yep. it's a guy voice and sometimes it's a woman's voice giving one, two. Three, four, seven, nine. It's like really weird. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different. Uh, there's a lot of different theories on what these number stations actually do, like what their purpose is. Um, but it's it's hard to lock down. So some people are like they're KGB radio mm-hmm. towers, and that's how KGB operatives are communicating with each other. And then other ones are like it's just test patterns to like make sure that radio equipment is working. Um, so. Yeah, they're weird. I mean, they're not ARGs or alternative realities or whatever Andrew's calling them, but they're weird and creepy and you should look them up. Yeah, they're definitely spooky. Yeah, they're weird. Okay, so one more thing on non-traditional narratives and then we'll move on to real weird shit. Okay, yeah, I like the weird, I like the re- real weird shit. There we go. So um, something that's become really popular lately, and I think that it's targeting specifically my generation, is ARGs and creepypastas and spooky stories relating to video games because there's something inherently creepy about old video games in that, like, I remember... Like, like PlayStation video games or N64. Because the graphics are bad and, like, there are things that are just unsettling about them sometimes. Sometimes. Really? Okay, so follow me here. Don't make me get scared playing Mario. All right, follow me. Okay. I always had this irrational fear when I was younger that a game would glitch, like it'd be playing and it would glitch. And a lot of times when games glitch, their audio glitches too. So you'll be playing and it'll just be like, Arr. yeah. 
And then I'd go but to it would get louder and louder yeah. and louder. And I'd go to turn it off and it wouldn't turn off. <laughs> like that would be my fear is I'd hit the power button and it wouldn't turn off. And then I'd go to unplug it and it wouldn't turn off. You're just playing Paper Mario and all of a sudden it's like Yeah. Well, video game glitches are inherently creepy because the graphics fuck up and then the sound gets really weird. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time it screams at you like Rah! like it's <laughs> they're inherently creepy. So creepy pastas and ARGs and stuff relating to old video games have become more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the big ones that was actually really well done was called Ben Drowned. And it was about this guy who's going to college and he stops at this uh, yard sale on his way there and he's able to buy an N64 and a copy of Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Okay. And Majora's Mask on its own is kind of a creepy game. Like it has a lot of really dark themes and tones to it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so he starts playing it and it starts glitching out and being weird. And he actually posted footage of the game glitching out and being super weird. And all of this stuff was fake. It was all doctored, but it looked really good. Mm -hmm. So in the game, you can summon this statue of yourself and the statue looks like you, but with kind of a weird like Cheshire face. Mm -hmm. And this statue kept appearing and like following him around and breaking the rules of the game. And eventually... Oh, was there, it following him around his house? No, it's following him around in the game. Okay, not and, like at work. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. The statue's no. here again. Well, if you if you read the whole story, eventually, yeah, it does start to like creep into his real world. Oh, creepy. And, I don't like that. Yeah. So, um, but it, it was just really well done because it was the first time that a, like a creepypasta had this convincing video to go along with it. Can you it. show it to me after this? Yes. Cool. Um, like all the music was backwards, so it's really unsettling. Oh, I hate and, the backwards music. Yep. Um, so that one gained a lot of popularity and then other people kind of riffed off that formula. But the thing is when you try to like make a old game creepy, you do run into that thing that you were joking about. Like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, it's Mario, but he kills himself and it's realistic blood. Like it's not spooky. You know what I mean? Or there's... It's like Yoshi's Island. It's scary as fuck, guys. Yeah. But so there's this new one that's ongoing right now and it's called Petscop. And it is... Petscop? Yes. P-E-T... S-C-O-P. And it is this, like, this guy's posting YouTube videos Mm -hmm. of this game that he found, and it's kind of weird, right? Mm -hmm. But he says, hey, I found this old game. It's an old PlayStation game, and it's weird, and things are happening. Oh, no, it's PlayStation. Never mind. It's Nintendo. So he's posting videos of this game, and it's this PlayStation game where you go around and you collect animals, and then he, like, inputs this code, and then he goes into this, like, weird, creepy underground, Mm -hmm. and then starts going around and learning all of this weird shit. And there's allegories to the Candace Newmaker murder, which is a real murder. Uh, Have you heard the Candace Newmaker story ever? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. So this uh, girl named Candace Newmaker was adopted, and her stepmom didn't feel as if she was bonding with her very well. Mm-hmm. And so she 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 took Candace to this therapy called rebirthing therapy. Yeah, I know what that is. And they were trying to get her to like bond with her mom. So they did all did this. Did they try to stick her up her vagina no. to be reborn? No, but they okay. wrapped her up in a blanket, blanket yeah. and like tied her up and tried to make her escape. So it was like she was escaping from the wound. Mm-hmm. Except like there were like five people there all like laying on top of her mm-hmm. and telling her to get out. And she was crying and she couldn't get out and saying she couldn't breathe. And they were like, well, then just give up. If you're going to die, then die. Just give up. And they crushed her to death. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. And she was, she was a little girl. And they recorded the whole thing, and mm-hmm. then that recording was used in the court case to convict all of them. Mm-hmm. So it this this game has allegories to that. Like one of the characters, they talk about the the creepy location that they're in is called the Newmaker Plane, mm-hmm. um, and one of the characters who is a little girl who goes missing, her name is Tiara, and that was Candace Newmaker's middle name. So do it's, you think they should be playing off some real people though? Well, I that, feel like that's, that's a, a really little... yeah, it's a really interesting subject and it's a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. If you are using a real murder or a real kidnapping to make your ARG like like more like no, it's real because like I'm a killer and I killed these real people. That's not appropriate, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But if you are referencing real life stuff, 
in a way that is respectful and draws attention to the real life stuff. Like the overall narrative of Pets Cop is, is ten, it seems like it's about child abuse. Mm-hmm. And it's painting a story or it's telling a story about child abuse in, I, th- I think, a really important way. Mm-hmm. So I think that in that case, yes, it's appropriate. Okay. Um, but if you're just like, if you're just taking real stories and being like, you know, I think my dad was a serial killer. Like, this, I think he was the Zodiac killer. That's maybe not as appropriate because real people actually Our dad died. is the Zodiac killer, though. Yeah? Yeah. Duh. Uh, did you ever find his mask? Yeah. Um, okay. That's how I know. So, anyway, here's the big thing about Petscop. It's not a real game. The videos that were being shown is stuff that he's made Mm -hmm. so this guy basically made a creepy haunted game said it's a real game but it isn't and then is posting it so he can tell a real story using this this game that he's made and anything that he wants it to do he can make it do because he's made it Mm -hmm. and that's why it's brilliant because he's like, hey, have you ever heard of this game? It's an old game that I had. What's it called? It's called Petscop. Oh, that's the name of the game. I thought yeah. that was the name of the like. Yeah, that's the, the show. name of the game. The show too. Okay. So it, it. it's brilliant. <laughs> because I'm listening. He, I he promise. Can, yeah, it's brilliant because he can deliver this story, uh, but it's a game of his creation. So that's kind of where like that's kind of where the zeitgeist is right now. This like creepy video game and this non-traditional narrative stuff. Oh my gosh, you guys and your clicky nails! Come on now, go lay down. Okay. You're ruining everything. So moving on to real weird shit. Oh so, yeah. This is where ARGs and stuff get dicey because a lot of ARGs try to blur the line between real and fake because of course you want to suspend your disbelief so you can believe them. That's part of the fun. But at the same time, you don't want people to think that it's really real and call the police, right? Right. So. Because that's happened. Yeah. There have been things that people think is an ARG and then turn out to be actually real weird things. Mm-hmm. One of them, and I don't know if people think this is an ARG, but it's one that I think that you are actually familiar with, is the Max Headroom incident. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you remember Max Headroom, yes. the show. Yep. Um, in the either 80s or 90s, it was the it was late night eight, late 80s yep yep uh tele, this television station uh-huh. was hijacked yep by a guy wearing a max headroom mask mm-hmm. for like 30 minutes yep and he just did weird shit and like it spanked was... his ass yep. and did yep. all this crazy stuff <laughs> yep. and no one ever found out mm-hmm. who it was but he, I think he did it twice. And there's there's a video of one of the incidents and then there's like reports of another incident. Yep. But he was able to totally hijack the news broadcast and just record. But it's weird because it's like, where was he? Was he outside the station? You'd have to physically jack into the station. You'd think. Yeah. So it's like, was he sitting in a van outside the station, <laughs> plugged in and like... But no one saw him out there? Yeah. I don't think that's... Yeah, no. Yeah. It's super funny and really kind of creepy because it is creepy. It, the, the videos that exist are all VHS recordings. Mm-hmm. So they're all garbled and vhs But then like he's wearing this really shitty mask and everything's very weird and surreal and he's doing all this weird shit and spanking his ass and doing all this. It, it's, it's funny, but it's also weird. It's creepy. No, it is. Yeah, I totally remember. So that's like one of those weird kind of like number stations where it's a weird thing that actually happened. Uh, another thing that a lot of people thought was going to be an ARG or maybe a real narrative that ended up being real is a thing called um, Where is Kenny Veach? So uh, this guy... Not Kenny G. Not Kenny... I, I think we, <laughs> we probably know where Kenny G is. Okay. Um, you just have to listen for the saxophone and then you'll find him. Um, so Kenny Veach, uh, he had a YouTube account and a Facebook and he started commenting on this video about, I think it was a spelunking video or something, about this cave that he had found that was creepy. Mm-hmm. So I have the comment, um, and I'll read it so that you can kind of get it. So okay. he's watching this video, or he's commenting on this video about caves, and he says, This ain't nothing. I'm a long-distance hiker. One time, during one of my hikes out by the Nellis Air Force Base, I found a hidden cave. The entrance to the cave was shaped like a perfect capital M. I always enter every cave I find, but as I began to enter this particular cave, my whole body began to vibrate. 
The closer I got to the cave entrance, the worse the vibrating became. Suddenly, I became very scared and hightailed it out of there. That was one of the strangest things that ever happened to me. So Kenny posts this, he talks about this cave and this weird stuff, and then he says he's gonna go find it, right? So he makes these videos where he's out by the Air Force base trying to find the cave, but he can't because it's not where he left it, right? So he tries a couple times and then he basically says, you know what, I'm gonna go look for the cave. Next time you hear from me, you know, I'll have found it, right? He's never heard from again. Really? It, really. But it's real? It's a real guy. So he, he has a full Facebook page that's active up until 2014, right around the time these comments came out, and then nothing. Just gone. And does, does his family, is he really missing person? Yep. People found his cell phone Ew. out there. The cops did. And they've never found him. Creepy. Yep. They searched for him and couldn't find him at all. He probably, if his story is real, then maybe something happened to him. But in all likelihood, he probably went out alone without telling anybody where and he was going and died in a cave somewhere. Maybe James Franco could have found him and cut off his arm and saved him. Yeah. But no. But that's the weird thing. Like he talks about this like spooky cave that was fucking with his body and then he actually disappears and dies. Um, aliens. Yeah. But that's a, that's a real thing. People thought that this was going to be a game and it totally wasn't. What about um, that Christine lady? Uh, we're going to get there. Okay. We're going to get there. Okay. That's another, another weird incident. Uh, it was called Cicada 3301. God, I hate cicadas. Um, so... Basically, this picture was posted to an anonymous forum online called 4chan. Mm -hmm. And the picture said, uh, there is something hidden in this picture. If you can find it, then blah, blah, blah. And then it was, it was signed Cicada 3301. Right? Okay. And then it went. <laughs> yes. And made, made that sound. sound. <laughs> um, so people dug through the, the data of the image and was able to find a secret code that then took them to a website, which had more code, which took them to a series of books, which they could piece together stuff in the books. And then it took them to an actual real life international scavenger hunt. Okay. So it gave them a bunch of coordinates of places all over the world. Those people are going to die. <laughs> and then they went out to those places and they found actual like pictures with cicadas on them and more codes. God, I right? hate fucking cicadas. So the people who went out and, and found those had a QR code that they could follow and then there was more tests and stuff. And Did they have a coupon code though? Yes. But basically what happened is once they got to like the final levels of it, mm -hmm. they were they were kind of like indoctrinated into this group. Like the Cicada 3301 was looking for very smart people who could solve these puzzles. And then when they got to the final level, they were basically recruited. Yes. <laughs> okay. But they were recruited into this like secret or special society. Like they were looking for people. Now there have been plenty of scavenger hunts and puzzles and stuff and, and crypto, like cryptography stuff, Crypt right? Kryptonite? Yes. That has been put out by the CIA and the KGB and, and stuff all over the place looking for code breakers. It's kind of like how in the early 2000s when hackers would like hack into NASA and stuff like that. So yeah, it was this, um, it was maybe this recruitment tool that was used. Because um, it's like a lot of times when, you know, these hackers wouldn't get prosecuted, they'd get jobs, right? It's the same kind of thing. So they're looking for this, this group of intelligent people who have a certain type of skills, and then they recruit them. Recruit them into what? We don't know, because the people who did join were sworn to secrecy, um, and then others who have leaked what the, the, the group was about, there's no way to tell if they were lying or not. So it remains this kind of unsolved mystery. Um, they... But it's, it's a real thing. Yes. That's creepy, though. They did it three times. Um, and the third time ended because no one was able to fully solve the final clue. So it remains unsolved. But it was basically like this crazy international scavenger hunt that if you won, supposedly you were indoctrinated into this group of specialized people. Okay. That's creepy. Okay. That's so weird. The, the last you know one what? that I... What? It was Jehovah's Witness, wasn't it? Yes, it was a Jehovah's Witness that, recruitment. It was Scientologists. I knew it. Um, the the last one that I want to talk about. So you have ARGs, yeah. which you have to play. 
non-traditional narratives, which there's no interaction with, but they tell you a story. Right. Then there's weird internet shit. Yep. The problem is when stuff happens online, specifically weird stuff, everybody kind of goes through the same process with them. Mm -hmm. Is this an ARG? Yes or no. Is it a non-traditional narrative? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. Is this real? Yes or no. But there's a fourth thing that can happen, which is kind of more dicey. So every once in a while, you'll find this enigmatic person online Mm -hmm. who is weird or strange or maybe a, a character in a game or something, right? And you follow them to try to figure out what story they're trying to tell or what clues they're leaving behind. And a lot of times they are the hosts of an ARG or a story. But sometimes they're just people with mental illness. Mm -hmm. And because we're so connected with the internet, it's a lot easier to find people who are struggling with mental illness. And it's a lot easier to see how different mental illnesses manifest themselves online. Mm -hmm. So we had talked probably in 2011 about this woman named Karen Catherine Waldgrave. Is that her name? Yes. I called her Christine, but you knew who I meant. Yes. Um, So she showed up in 2011 on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And her page, she would post multiple times a day. uh, Statuses every day, multiple statuses. But then she would comment on her own statuses hundreds of times Mm -hmm. in a day. Like, almost to the point where it seems superhuman, the speed and length at which she was replying to herself. Right. So she'd post a status. weird. Oh, yeah. She would post a status, and then she would post hundreds of comments right after each other. Like, talking to herself, almost. So if a comment or if a status was posted at 11 o'clock, 11.01, there'd be a comment. 11.02, 11.03, so on and so forth, all day long. She's probably very manic, I'm guessing. Uh, So people, of course, became enraptured by her because they were like, what is this? Is this an ARG? Is this a narrative? Is this an artificial intelligence? We totally thought she was an ARG. Yes, absolutely. Because of the pictures that she posted, it it just looked like she was setting up a game. Sure. You had to figure out what was happening. So let's let's talk a little bit about the content of her stuff and then what some of the theories behind her were. Are you able to find that stuff still online? Yes. Yes, you can find it archived. You have to find it, people. It's so spooky. Well... Proceed with caution, because I'll, I'll get into an update as we as we go along. So, originally, the content of her stuff, she she was a very normal-looking woman, right? She Her her Facebook profile picture was her, like, doctorate headshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was wearing a suit, and it was, it was basically like a picture that you'd get for, like, your faculty photo at a college. Right. Um, we knew that she graduated uh, from a university. She had a Ph.D., she spoke multiple languages, um, looked totally normal, and had the credentials behind her to think that this is probably a very smart, very talented and she was person. Married, I think, and had yep. a kid. Even I don't know if she had kids, but she was I married. She had a child. Um, Maybe not. So she had that one picture. Then she had a couple other pictures of her, like talking to, or talking with heads of faculty and stuff like that. But then she also had a series of uh, more personal pictures of her and her husband on vacation and stuff like this. But all of the personal photos were damaged. Like they were all water damaged and burnt and it almost looked like it almost looked like they were on fire when they were being scanned. Like everything was very like like the Polaroids had been burnt. Yeah, super um, weird. And then the content of her stuff, it, it it read like she was some she had this link to royalty. Mm-hmm. And that the government, international governments were after her to try to steal her blood or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like everything was very paranoid and very protectionist. And she would rattle off names and lineages and all of this stuff related to international espionage and the royal family and all of this stuff. Claiming that she was a member of the royal family and that the government has been silencing her and all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was this crate. But... You could only pick that out by reading through hundreds and hundreds of these garbled, crazy word salad posts. They made no sense. If you read them out loud, you would, you couldn't make ends meet. Right. So there were a number, a number of theories of of what this was. So, the the story 
line, like if you were to take this as a narrative, this was maybe a woman who was, uh, she was in the MK Ultra program. Have you heard of that? No. So MK Ultra, I believe, was an actual real thing that the government did where they took... Did they, is that how they made Captain America? No, that's the oh, super okay. soldier program. Oh, okay. That's similar. Basically, the government took people as uh, science. They like like the selling your body to science kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they like tested LSD and different drugs on them and different like trying to mind control them. Basically, right. the government was trying to figure out mind oh, control. Oh, Bucky was made. Yes, yes, gotcha. yes, yes, yes. That okay. would be MK Ultra. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. Got it. So people are like, maybe this is an MK Ultra agent, and she's been triggered somehow, and that's Uh-oh. why all this stuff is coming out. So you know how Bucky gets triggered by his code phrase? Maybe yeah. she was too, and now she's like unloading this message because that's what she's programmed to do. Right. Um, people who didn't think that it was a story thought that maybe this was a, maybe this was a group of like tech students who were all sharing this profile together mm-hmm. and then writing messages to each other in code. Right. So okay. this would be like. You know, like a group text? Yeah. It would be like that, but all in code and using this Facebook page. That would explain why nothing made any sense and they were talking to each other so fast. Because maybe it was 10 or 15 people talking to each other in code and you had no idea. Right. So that was one idea. Another idea is like, you know when you when you type a word into your phone and then you just click the auto suggestion yeah. over and over again? That's kind of how her stuff looks. Yeah. And like sometimes I'll text you like that just to freak you out. Yep. Um, so some people thought maybe that was it. There's also programs where you can input keywords into and then it will just spit out stories. And the stories usually don't follow cohesively, so it looks a lot like her text. So maybe she was just pumping keywords in and then pasting hundreds and hundreds of lines of these stories that were randomly generated. Um, so those are some of the big theories and stuff, right? Well, maybe a week after her page went viral, it got deleted. She just took it down. Mm -hmm. And then she went into hiding. Like, it was just gone. So, people who thought this was a game took it upon themselves to try to find her. Mm -hmm. And they ended up tracking her down to an apartment in Toronto and going out and trying to get a hold of her. But she never came outside. And when they would talk to people, like her Facebook friends, or talk to people who lived in the building with her they would all kind of say the same story. Like, oh, yes, Karen was, you know, very nice, very smart, and then, you know, something happened, and she just changed. And it became pretty clear that it wasn't a game and it wasn't a story. It was just a woman who was dealing with some pretty severe mental illness, and her outlet was to write all of her rambling thoughts down online. So... Maybe she had schizophrenia or severe paranoia or something like that, but that was her outlet. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the trailhead went cold. Most people pretty much gave up and said, this is actually a real person and we probably shouldn't be stalking her and digging into her life. Yeah, She's already struggling enough as it is. She probably doesn't need hundreds of internet people trying to find her and ask her what you know crazy story she's telling. Right. I still think she's Bucky. <sighs> So, so Karen disappeared for a while, for me. Um, but she has a new Facebook page. Oh. And she's doing much of the same. Oh. Um, I showed I showed my wife the the stuff the other day, and we went through it, and it's the same but different. So it's not all text anymore. Before she was posting statuses and then rambling to herself for hundreds of of comments. Mm-hmm. Now it's not so much that she still comments maybe three or four times to her own her own posts, but now it's become kind of this digital scrapbook. Like she'll post these pictures of collages of just a ton of like seemingly unrelated stuff. Like she'll post collages of Nazis and it, it basically looks like you did a Google image search for I'm something. I'm telling you, this is gearing up for the next Marvel movie and it sounds great. I know, but it, it's that kind of stuff. She posts hundreds of selfies a week, just about pretty much all the same. Like it's literally the same. Are we sure this isn't an age? It's not. It's it's just it's an it's an actual person with with mental illness that's it's fascinating and it's sad. And the thing that's fascinating about it is this is how her mental illness is manifesting itself. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you don't you can't comprehend it because your brain isn't isn't 
wired the same way that hers is. So you look at it and you can't imagine doing this. You can't imagine taking those pictures or sitting down and making these huge photo collages every day or posting. She posts hundreds of of YouTube songs, like YouTube videos to songs like ABBA. She posts tons of ABBA stuff every day. Well, she's got good taste in music. Yeah, but it's every day. It's like, can you imagine devoting eight hours of your life every day to doing this crazy stuff? No. Of course you can't. So you look at it and you wonder what it is. And you try to piece together a story or turn it into a game. But it's not. It's just the way that her life is. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating. But it's also sad. And like you want to keep watching. But you don't because you're prying into her life. Is her Facebook public though? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Her Facebook is public. I think she has like three friends. And all of them are. They don't seem like they're real people. Okay. It's it's very strange. Like literally everything has the like the writing is on the walls for this. Like it like it's so clearly the perfect game or story or puzzle, but it's not. It's real. She's the Zodiac killer. Yeah, there you go. I figured it out. So it's 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 weird. It's like one of the more interesting things out there is is real. And as much as you want to dig into it and play the game, there is no game. And you just, it makes you feel bad to even try. I think like, there's a moral to this story. Don't believe everything on the internet. Yes. And not everything on the internet is for you, maybe. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. 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 So those are the different, uh, those are the different types of, of games and traditional stories and stuff like that. I want to talk about one other thing on this episode too that I think is cool. There is, this is kind of like uh, internet folklore or like old wives tales. And the reason it is like that is because it's a real thing, but it's been exaggerated. Is it Sasquatch? No. Loch Ness? No. Mm. Have you ever heard of the deep web or the dark web? Are you talking about blue whale? Blue whale. Is that what it's called? What is blue whale? Is that what it's called? No. What are you going to talk about? I'm talking about the deep and the dark web. Right. Okay. Are you going to talk about a specific thing? No. Do you know what blue... I think it's called blue whale. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. What's blue whale? I think that's what... Don't, if it's not called blue whale, people, I'm sorry, you can laugh at me. But it's about... It's a real thing where it's like this game people play, and it's in the deep, dark web, and they end up... Um, like killing themselves playing it it's like they're gosh i should probably explain it better people are gonna laugh at me when they hear me try to talk about it but it's it's a thing where you have to do these things and someone's make like tells you you need to do this you have to do this and then they have to do it Mm -hmm. and like people have like killed themselves playing it Hmm. just because it's like a game well i think it's called blue okay (laughs) i could be wrong you know what I'm going to look it up and we'll find out. Continue. Okay. So the deep web and the dark web, they're, they're different things. Um, but they're also kind of like squares and rectangles. So the dark web is in the deep web, but it's also separate. You know what I mean? So when we use the internet, for the most part, we are using the surface web, right? The surface web is anything that you can find... By using Google. Did you find Blue Whale? I did. Okay, what is it? Wikipedia. Blue Whale, also known as Blue Whale Challenge, is a social network phenomenon dating from 2016 that is claimed to exist in several countries, despite no cases having been confirmed. It is a game reportedly consisting of a series of tasks assigned to players by administrators over a 50-day period. Initially... Before introducing elements of self-harm and the final challenge requiring the player to commit suicide. Okay. So this is maybe one of those internet folklores. And, and we'll talk about them too because I'm going to bring up Red Rooms, which is another thing that's like No, it's like real. This. They have arrests and everything. Okay. Like but it said really... that there were no documents of it. No, they're not sure what, um, they're not sure what countries, several countries, exist in several countries despite no cases have been confirmed. Okay. But well, you know what? People are eating fucking Tide Pods and shit, too, on the internet. So I guess I guess anything's possible. No, people can look it up. Look it um, on Wikipedia, Blue Whale Game, and you could read about it. Um, and there's been arrests and all this kind of stuff in it. So. All right. Yeah. 
So back to sorry. Back to the, the deep web. Okay. So <laughs> we use the surface web. The surface web is anything that you can find on Google. So Pornhub. If, yes. If I Googled Pornhub, it would bring me to Pornhub, right? Uh, Docking. If, if yes, if I dock, well, <laughs> sure. Uh, if you Facebook, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't Google your bank account, right? Right. But your bank account exists as a web page on the internet. But only you can see it because only you have access to it, right? Correct. So you use um, you use a uh, network at work, right? You mm-hmm. use you log into browsers and you go to different stuff. But I can't yeah. get into any of those. Right. Those live in the deep web. They are not indexed by Google or a search engine. So no matter what I do, unless I have credentials to get to them, I cannot find them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, other things like I this, just thought that was called secured networks. Yes and no. So where you work, it's a secured network, but yeah. your your bank account, that web page, lives in the deep web. It's not indexed. You can only get to it by accessing it through your login credentials. Right. Which um, are just kidding, not entirely. Um, the the deep web can include anything that like you don't find on on Google. It could even be parts of your website that you just can't find through Google. Those would technically be deep web. Um, when you, when you go onto a website and you click through the different indexes and stuff like that, many of those could be deep web as long as they don't have any SEO search cues on them or keywords, right? Right. The deep web, while it's impossible to measure how big it is, a lot of people say that it's probably like 500 times bigger than the surface web. It's as deep as the ocean. Sure. So imagine like, uh, an iceberg. An iceberg Mm. is really small at the top. That's the surface web. Then it gets bigger as you go deeper, right? There's so much more deep web than there is surface web. Mm -hmm. But the deep web is not the dark web. Even though a lot of times the media will say, the deep web where criminal activity runs rampant. It's not that. The deep web is literally just anything you can't Google. Okay. Sure? The dark web is different. So the dark web was created towards the beginning of the internet by the U.S. government. Mmm, spooky. Well, why is the yes government no. spooky to me? I, because I feel like the government like is super spooky. Okay, well, when I tell you about why this was created, I don't think you'll think it's spooky, but you'll think it's really interesting. Okay. So they wanted to create a a way to browse the internet and to connect over the internet that was totally secure and anonymous, right? Mm-hmm. That could not be traced back to them. So they created what's called the onion routing, which allowed them through special software to put an, a, a layer on top of their regular connections that mm-hmm. masked where their connection was coming from and made them anonymous. It's called the onion routing because it's layers and onions have layers and so do ogres. Um, ogres? Yeah, like Shrek. Okay. Onions have layers and ogres have layers, right? Gotcha. An ogre's like an onion. Sure. And then he's like, can't it be like a cake? A cake has... Whatever. Okay. Um, Got it. Anyway, uh, so I called it the onion routing, and it was basically this way for the government to make connections that were anonymous. Except if you were monitoring your website and you saw an anonymous connection come in, who is it? It's the government. Because of they're the only ones that have it, right? Right. The only way for the government to make their connection secure and anonymous was to open the onion routing up to everybody. Okay. Because if they're the only ones who are anonymous, then they're not anonymous. Right. Because if you see an anonymous connection, you know it's the government. Yeah. So they made Tor, just a a web browsing client, basically, kind of like Google Chrome. Mm -hmm. Uh, They made Tor available and public domain for everybody. It's open source. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can down you can download Tor right now and start connecting to the internet anonymously. I don't want to. That seems creepy and spooky. Sure. Is that how pedophiles get around? Well, we'll get in, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. So I'm jumping ahead. So Tor, millions of people use Tor, and most of them use it just to do what they're already doing, going on Facebook, watching YouTube and stuff, just anonymously because they mm-hmm. care about their privacy. And many people believe that you sh- that the internet but is, is it really anonymous. I feel like the government still knows. It's really anonymous. It has to be. Uh, because um, if if it's trackable, then it, it, it doesn't serve the point. The government needs it to be free and open. They need a lot of people using it to mm-hmm. mask their connections. If, if 
if they make it easy to, to, to follow you on tour, then it would be just as easy for another country to, to locate the government or see what the government's looking into, right? Right. It's kind of this crazy paradox where it's like they have to make it free and good or else it doesn't work and they need it to work because of the government and the military uses it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So all dark web web pages end in .onion. So not .com or .org, and .onion. And even if you knew the website, like say... Oh, the onion. Yeah. Even if you knew a website like hmorgan.onion and you put that into Chrome, it wouldn't take you anywhere, right? Because mm-hmm. you need to use Tor to access the dark web. Mm-hmm. What, once you know a website and you're using Tor, then you can access it. But... There's no Google for Tor because that's the whole point. You can't Google these things. So the only way that you can get to websites on the dark net is by word of mouth or using an aggregate. Like there's a web page called the Hidden Wiki, which lists a bunch of dark net websites on it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you have to hear about these websites or physically get the link. There's no way to search for them. So there's tons and tons of dark web websites, anonymous forums. Have you gone on there? No. Because it's spooky and weird. Well, it's spooky and weird, and I remember wanting to like check it out when I was younger, but the process of setting up tour was kind of more difficult than I cared to, so I never actually did anything with it. Um, but some of the some of the big standout websites, and probably the biggest one that that really started to get people's interest was the Silk Road. So the Silk Road was basically Amazon for drugs. Oh, of course. Yep. You could go on the dark net and you could go online and you could buy heroin and cocaine and any drugs that you wanted and get them shipped to your house. And you would pay using Bitcoin, probably. Okay. Uh, and then that's how, that's how you could get drugs. Okay. And the Silk Road was a multi-billion dollar company. Like huge, but nobody knew about it because it was you know, illegal and hidden away on the dark web. So the Silk Road, uh, they, they found the, the owners of the Silk Road, they arrested them and tore it down, and then the Silk Road 2.0 opened up, and then they tore that one you down. You know how they 3. found 0. it? Government. No, they found him because he was shipping drugs all over. Government. It's not that... When you're, when you're selling something, it's a lot easier to track somebody the down. The government knows everything. They're, sure. here, they're listening to our conversation right now. Sure. That's why the light flickered well, really that's, creepy. That's just because they're big fans of you. Duh! Um, so anyway, the Silk Road was a big one. Um, and then you get all the kind of horror stories about the dark web. Mm-hmm. Because it's anonymous, of course, you can commit illegal activity on it. So there are websites where you can hire hitmen. Oh, Jesus. Sure. Um, but it's one of those crazy things where it's like, it's not, it's never been like proven. You know what I mean? Right. Of course, there are websites out there where you can hire hitmen, but are you actually hiring anybody? There was one really big... If a tree falls in the woods. Exactly. Does that make a sound? Um, there was one really big Assassin's webpage where you could hire somebody. Was it Assassin's Creed? Yes. That's what I thought. Um, but they, they would basically take the information and get the money up front and then turn the person into the local police. So they were scamming people out of their money. Like mm-hmm. they'd, they'd get hundreds of thousands of dollars for these hits and then send those people right to jail. Oh, jeez. Um, so there's stuff like that um the big thing tons and tons of child pornography when you hear about like illegal child porn rings that's the dark net oh so that's how they do it yes websites full of child pornography that's how things get shared um you know when you hear stories of people who are arrested for child porn because they they have a bunch of it on their computer? Yeah. It's because they have to. You can't get it elsewhere. Right. Like, the reason that we don't save porn on our computer is because we can look it up whenever we want to. Right. But you can't get that on the surface web. And a lot of times you're buying and selling and trading this kind of stuff. So, of course, you want to physically have it. That's why That's when, why they always have it on. Because I'm always like, why are you saving that on your computer, weirdo? Exactly. Oh, I get it. Yep. That makes so much sense now. Right. So that's where that's where that kind of comes from. Creeps. Keep doing um, it so you get caught. And then there's uh, there's more like kind of crazy activity that again hasn't ever been proven, but it's kinda like, you know, folk tales and stuff, like red rooms. So you know how you can watch a webcam of somebody, you know, streaming or getting naked or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Well, on allegedly 
on the dark net, there are red rooms where you can... Lock into people's web without them knowing it if they're using a laptop, right? Well, no, that wouldn't be dark night. You can do that anyway. Oh, that's creepy and I don't like it. Sure. Um, but a red room would be like a live cam show where you're donating and, you know, giving suggestions for snuff films, basically. Oh, good lord. Yes. so torture and killing. There was, I cannot remember the name of it, and it's probably good because I wouldn't look this up anyway, but it was basically this... Um, series of videos of these guys uh kidnapping torturing and killing little girls on cam was it real yeah and these were all circulated through the dark web that's yucky um so i do not like right so the dark web like i said tor is used by millions of people every day to do totally innocuous stuff like go on facebook and watch youtube videos it's also used to commit crimes i mean it's it's anonymous and it's secure so of course it would be used for that but the thing that's crazy and i was telling my wife about this too and and her response was like if there's so much child pornography and there's all this different stuff then why not just shut it down yeah you can't because the government needs it the government needs a source of anonymity Otherwise, they can't function. I mean, the army uses this to make secure connections and stuff like this. If they didn't have the darknet, if they didn't have the onion routing, then they would be making less encrypted and but more open... But why open it up to people? They have to. Because like I said, if the only people with access to it is the military and the government, then as soon as you see any anonymous connections, you know that it's them. Therefore, they're not anonymous. Just hire a bunch of people to do it. To have that. Don't just open it up. Just like get a bunch of people that you just let them do it but you'd have to have so many people millions of people and the only way to do that is to open it the way that they have well here's the other thing the onion the the tour project gets like millions of dollars in funding every year mm -hmm. 90 percent of that funding comes with from the government they're actively supporting it they have to because they use it to to do military communications and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a necessary evil. This The shitty stuff happens on it, because of course bad people are going to use it to do bad stuff. But if you restrict usage of it, then you lose the anonymity that the government needs. So it's this really crazy back and forth where it's like, man, it, it sucks that all this crazy shit is happening on it. But at the same time, if it didn't exist, the government couldn't act the way that it does, and national security would be a risk. And, it's creepy, though. Yeah. I like it. So that's all the weird internet shit that I have for you today. Um, that's some good stuff. Mm-hmm, a good mixture of narrative stuff and real stuff. Yeah. I like the spooky stuff. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do apologize for the click-clacky dog nails on the floor. I hope it wasn't too distracting for people. But they're puppies, so they're cute. Well, not puppies, but I mean, all dogs are puppies to me. Well, and all Yorkies are puppies, even old Yorkies. <laughs> and then my mom creeping around, coughing up her tuberculosis, then your wife creeping up the stairs. So <laughs> hopefully people were able to enjoy this without the cl- hearing the clickety clacks <laughs> or picking up. And uh, someone died in your house, right? So yeah. you might hear spooky voices for all I know. And why was that light flickering? Because there are LED, there are non-dimmable LEDs in it, uh, so when you dim them, they can freak out and flicker. Okay, because that scared the shit out of me. I was like, we're, all of a sudden well, okay. you're talking about the deep, scary web in the government, and then his lights flickered, and I was like, well, we're dying now. I just, I love how like totally normal things are freaking you out this weekend. Like my lights flickered, and you got freaked out. She got freaked out because my Amazon Alexa was playing music before she got here, and then yeah. she suddenly realized it was playing music, and she was like, what the fuck? Where did this music come from? I was from? like, what is this music coming from? And that thing keeps popping on randomly, and I'm like, I can't. What, Alexa? Yeah. Well, because we're talking about her, so she's turning on but when no, we say her name. But no, but it was turning on earlier, and we didn't say anything. It was just blipping, and I was like, stop it. If I, it laughs at me tonight, I'm out. I just think that you... I live in the woods. That's the other thing. Yeah, I don't so like it. So she's like prime spook territory. I've been living here for like almost three years, so I'm they totally used to it. They don't lock their doors here. Mm-mm. 
I'm locking them tonight because I can't. I can't. Yeah. My paranoia is at all time high. Hey, Craig, can you go back and cut out the part about I don't lock my doors? <laughs> Just because I don't want that on on the internet. No one's so, gonna come here. Well, still, your fans are weird enough. <laughs> That's true, but nobody knows where you live. Well, and I have five listeners, and all of the government yep. are my fans. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this kind of fun, spooky, weird podcast. And, uh, yeah. Do you have a sign-off yet? It's, I, not really. I don't really have a sign-off. What episode are you on? Like 25. And you still don't have a sign-off? Not really. All right, well, let me let me tell you, uh, my brother and my brother, or my brother, my brother and me, they're a really popular podcast. Their sign-off is Kiss Your Dad Square in the Lips. Okay. It's pretty good. So. Okay. I mean, mine used to be, thanks for listening and don't call me anymore. Okay. I mean, well, that's maybe a little negative. Well, I'm... I'm, cool. I'm a fucking bowl full of sunshine. Yeah. Why? Okay, so it's called the H word. What if you came up with a new H word every time? So it's like, thanks for listening. The H word this week was haberdashery. <laughs> I guess. You know what? I guess I could, but I'm going to f- run out of H words. Okay. What about just, uh, bye? Does that work? Well, that's, a. Uh, RuPaul's thing. Does RuPaul do that? Yeah, they both go bye. Oh, I like that. I've been doing that. I can't. I can't like. Okay, what about? Um, I mean, actually, that was a, that was Alaska's thing, and then they liked it, so then they took it. Alaska's a drag queen. Not like it wasn't like the the state Alaska was like bye. What about what about if you sang your own outro music every time? <laughs> what would I sing? Like you just be like, uh, this was the H word. Thank you all for listening. A doop doop doop, a doop doop doop, a doop 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 doop. Bah. I don't like it. Oh, I like that. I don't. I don't. I don't really like it. Right. You know, every time you have me on, I'm gonna try to do this, right? <laughs> that's fine. Try to find an outro for you. Yeah, that's that's good. All right. How okay. long have we been recording? A while, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say okay. goodbye. Cool. <laughs>